podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Previously on Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. So yeah. re- really good to see the uh, England press looking out for Australia. Turn on at 8 in the morning, there's yep. a game on. Yep. 11 at night, there's a game on. It's incredible. Tim Payne could have sent the young lady in question a, a pic of Ashton Agar smashing a cream pie into his face. I now have a special Word document on my laptop. and it's <laughs> The <laughs> it's called, document. Yeah, it's called Dick Pick Alts. <laughs> In a week where we were reminded that you can't spell captain without Pat C, this is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. A lot of the commentary around you in the past week as, as you know, clean skin um, and a poster boy. Are, are you comfortable with those kinds of descriptions? Yeah, a lot of the pressure and the responsibility of being perfect is is unreasonable. I think it's too much to ask of anyone. So you're here with Kat Jones and Dan Lipke, and, and that was a perfect response from Pat Cummins, yep, I think. absolutely flawless. Yep. No faults whatsoever. Yep, absolutely exemplary. Could not be bettered. Well done, Pat. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. So, as always, lots of stuff going on in the world of cricket, but we have just time to cover Australia's new men's test captain. Yes. So it's uh, Pat Cummins. Uh, oh, what a surprise. Yeah, something everybody knew a week ago, but which uh, Cricket Australia, for, for reasons known only to themselves, dragged out as long as humanly possible. I wonder how many interviews. Like, you know, usually there's the preliminary interview, the short list, yep. and the final interview. There's probably quite a few. Yeah, yeah. So they well, well, they had to get, get it all down to Pat Cummins. So it was yeah. Pat Cummins and Steve Smith. They said, all right, Pat, you win, Steve. He's the vice captaincy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, already. Good. Well, presumably they were doing background checks on Pat's uh, Twitter feeds and other social media feeds to make sure he was he was worthy of uh, worthy of doing it. Didn't have any skeletons mm. in his uh, Twitter closet. Well, it takes quite a while to go back, whatever fifteen <laughs> years of Twitter these days. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. So, but they can't have done a very thorough job, could they? Because uh, he, he still happens to be following both of us on Twitter, which is uh, they've got to, <laughs> got to be better than that. Be uh, better. Yeah. But so uh, we all we also had an announcement from uh, Big Ant Games, yes. didn't we? A little earlier than Cricket Australia, they they must have had the inside word. They definitely had the inside word. They they announced a couple of days before Pat was officially announced that all right, here's a picture of our cover of Cricket 22, the one that used to have Tim Payne's head on it. Now it's got a uh, Pat Cummins' head on it. So yeah. pro- probably the best way to announce the new captain. I hope all, all new captains are announced by our uh, Big Ant Games in future. We just got to cross our fingers that nothing happens to Joe Root. Touch wood. <laughs> the the other good thing was that, that uh, in the press conference, Steve Smith kept calling uh, Pat Cummins Patrick. He <laughs> was, was this like a, a sign of respect or deference? What, Is it a requirement for vice captains, I wonder? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'd like to think it was a bet. I think Dave Warner <laughs> said, I bet you you can't call him Patrick the whole way through the presser. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he kept on doing it. And, and Pat probably hates being called Patrick. It's probably uh-huh. something his mother calls him and he's just, uh, no, just call me Pat and, or Maybe. Patty. Yeah. And now, he, now he's got Steve Smith just in there sniping away at him. Oh, Patrick's this and Patrick that. But Steve Smith, you know, Pat, Patrick. Patrick rhymes with hat trick. Yeah. So maybe it's Stephen's way of showing his superior wordplay. Mm. Because, you know, Pat only rhymes with, I don't know, bat. 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 <laughs> That's about it. Yep. And but maybe it's his way of saying, I would like to be called Stephen. Thank you very much. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. maybe. Who knows? And of course, we've got some bad news for the Barmy Army. Uh, <laughs> a, a couple of months ago, they took great delight in pointing out that Joe Root was in reach of scoring more runs in the calendar year than Tim Payne had in his entire test career. Have they 
already written a song about it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <sighs> waste of energy. Definitely a waste of mm. energy. And and now, sadly, Pat Cummins has already had two years in which he's uh, taken more wickets <laughs> than the Joe Root's career test wickets. Well, that's a lot of fodder for songs. It yeah, is, I'm sure. more songs yeah. on that. I mean, obviously, it's not reasonable to compare the primary skill of one captain uh, with the secondary skill set of another, so we'll just <laughs> let that slide. Yeah, but advantage Australia. Yeah. Suffice to say, both Joe Root and Pat Cummins are better at taking selfies than <laughs> Tim Payne? Yes, I think so. I, I, or at least distributing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, or should they be worse at distributing them? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not I, sure what's, what's better there, better yeah. or worse. Anyway, we let, let's just assume that Pat is perfect. Yes, we, we will continue to assume that mm-hmm. um, until proven otherwise, which it never will be because Pat is perfect. Yeah. Uh, in other news, Australia do also need a new uh, test wicketkeeper because uh, Tim Payne announced that he was stepping away from cricket for a mental health break. Oh, well, I presume uh, Matty Wade just steps right in there. Yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> so it's between Alex Carey and Jim, Josh Inglis. They're the two front runners, but oh. uh, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming you want Matty Wade as, well, as the man. Well, I haven't got a bet on him yet, but <laughs> I actually I'm checking right now to see uh, if there's some markets. Well, uh, he, <laughs> of the three, he's the only one with test match experience. You don't want to go with noobs in, in an Ashes series, surely. No, we have no idea what this sledging is like. Please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors. All right, so in 2019, I recapped the Ashes in probably the most convoluted manner I could come up with uh, via a daily series of screenplays that covered each day's action. So I've decided, probably against uh, my better judgment, that I'm going to do it again in 2021-22. Sadly, it was never made into an actual movie, but there's still the opportunity to make uh, the Ashes 2019, the movie, into an actual movie. But uh, push on ahead with the... What's the sequel called? Uh, I think it's Ashes 2021-22 Electric Boogaloo, I think is what I'm calling it. (laughs) Okay, you might need to workshop that (laughs) a little bit. But I got very distracted before I was basically just reading through your first ever screenplay and the recap of the the Ashes 2019 screenplay we had Kenny Loggins Danger Zone as the uh, theme music that and the Marnus Labuschagne theme yep. song yep uh, the Australians used a baggy green telephone yes, at, at one, one point. point. Yep. Uh, Joe Root declared himself the Prince of Darkness. I, I presume he still is, but he, he may have a new role in this, this film. He, yep. he may have turned a corner. He may be... Who could say? It's impossible to tell with Joe. Uh, Manus travelled in a limousine, <laughs> a Lamborghini. Yep. And at one point he also used a jetpack, I yeah. seem to remember. Uh, he was also on a lavish plane and I think a lavish train at one point. So. Fantastic. And when he was using the jetpack, either he or maybe it was... Maybe it was Steve Smith met Elise Perry in space. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you, all of this you could look forward to in the, the sequel, Electric uh, Boogle. <laughs> yeah. So to get access to uh, bonus scenes and whatever else I might come up with uh, for that, you can uh, sign up to patreon.com slash cricket. And that's also where you sign up if you enjoy this podcast and would like to support that as well. So please go and do it. The more patrons Dan gets, the more deleted scenes, I presume, yep. he will uh, rewrite. And uh, whatever Dan writes into his screenplay, we can almost be guaranteed the players generally top it. Yeah. When's the short ball coming? Short ball obviously plays a huge part. Get yourself to play the short ball. The worst thing to do, play the short ball. Or you're playing the short ball. Yeah, we're going to talk about playing the short ball. Okay, in the short ball segment, we cover one particular ball in a recent game of cricket and delve uh, a little bit more deeply into it. So which ball are we covering this time, Kat? This is the second ball of the ninth over of the Melbourne Renegades innings. Uh, uh, sadly, uh, the <laughs> Renegades didn't get there, but it was a semi-final between the Renegades and the Adelaide Strikers. And at this point in the match, the Renegades are in deep trouble. They're 5.30. 
and Harman Preet, who was the last hope, I think, was mm. just dismissed at the end of the previous over. Five for 30, Dan, was yeah, awful. it was pretty grim. Anyway, Amanda Jade Wellington. Spoiler, it's about to get worse. Oh, yeah, <laughs> truly. <laughs> Amanda Jade Wellington had been ripping through everybody. Mm. She's bowling to Evelyn Jones and she drives the ball back to pretty much to Wellington's finger. She gets yep. a finger on the ball, crashes into the stumps, classic uh, non-striker run out with Courtney Webb yet to face a ball. Mm. Uh, she's out of her ground. Only just, but the replays confirm she is out and the Renegades have lost their sixth wicket now. Six for 30. And that pretty much just summed up the Renegades' performance on the night, right? They finished... Yeah, uh, yeah they finished on eight for 83 in the end, which yeah. which sadly was, was, a, was a recovery yeah. of sorts. So uh, it was never enough to trouble Adelaide. Adelaide ran down the target in the 11th over to take uh, them through to the final. Yeah. Uh, and so it was, a, it, was, it was a good run out of the non-strikers and you always in, enjoy a, a, a fingertip on the ball, to, especially when it can uh, run the non-striker out for a diamond duck. Yes. But, but was it as good as the time Adam Zampa ran somebody out deflecting the ball off his face? Well, nothing's ever as good as that. Uh, Adam Zampa's nose straight onto the stumps. Yep. But uh, anyway, the it, Wellington was an absolute superstar mm. in this, wasn't she? Yes. So it, not just the run out. In fact, the run out was the least of it. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely got something to work on there. She, she, she improves the run outs, gets her face more into it, uh, yeah. like Adam Zampa style. She'll, she'll be even more dangerous. Hard to imagine because in the previous semi-final against the Heat, she'd, uh, she took five for eight from her four overs. Mm. Uh, that pr- pretty much crushed any chance the Heat had of making a decent total in that match. And then, of course, the fingertip here, uh, fingertip here crushed any whatever remained of the Renegades' chances mm. disappeared as well. Absolutely. I mean, she needs to get used to doing five five for mm. when she's bowling and maybe five, five of those run-outs. Yeah, as well. Five of those run-outs. Yeah. And then I think we can say that she's bettered what she's done before. Yeah. I mean, you don't have time to take ten wickets in your four overs. I mean, technically you could, but that's, that's pretty unreasonable. But yeah. you, you've, got, you've got another, n- stopping another 16 overs yeah. to come up with five more run-outs. Five more run-outs, You yeah. don't have to do them while you're bowling, Amanda. No, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, anyway, all all this uh, these two thrashings in the semi-finals, and they do have proper names. They're like eliminators or devastators yeah. or something. But <laughs> yep. they're semi-finals. Uh, meant the strikers went into the final against the Scorchers, and they they had all the momentum on their side. M- momentum, which uh, of course, as we know, makes you unstoppable in a final. So uh, yeah. what 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 happened? Well, the, something got in the way. <laughs> yeah, it was the Perth, was Perth the, Scorchers. Uh, the Scorchers, yeah. So the Perth made uh, five for four, 146 from their 20 overs, and that was uh, too many in the end for the strikers to run down, which means uh, congratulations to the Perth Scorchers, the WBBL champions for this year. Fantastic. So, yeah. So where, 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 did the, where did the strikers go wrong in the, in the final? Well, with the benefit of hindsight, yep. uh, really, they just didn't take the wickets that they took in the semi. They didn't perform as well as they did in the semis. Yeah, I mean, in the, in the semifinals, they took uh, seven wickets for about 50 at the 12th over of each game, and I, I think... Uh, I think it was 7 for 52 in the 12th over against the Heat and 7 mm. for 47 in the 12th over against the Renegades. Good strategy. Definitely a good strategy. Should have stuck to that. Uh, instead, uh, they didn't even get to seven wickets against the Scorchers. Well, that'll, that means you won't win the final. Yep. Very foolish. Ah, camp ball, camp throw coming live. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time. The underappreciated act of the week. The funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is going to join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moeller reward. This is the Muller Award. These are the underappreciated acts in cricket this week. And we have quite a lot of them, as uh, 
it seems unlikely, but we have. Yeah, we do. We've got uh, Nathan Lyon stepped up and he explained why he didn't want to be the captain. Uh, he hasn't been in the Mullers for a while, has he? He hasn't Nathan been Lyon? in the Mullers for a while, probably. Uh, he hasn't been playing test cricket. No, no. <laughs> yeah. um, but Nathan said, if I put my hand up for the captaincy, it means I'd have to hand over the team's song. And to be honest, I'd rather lead the team's song. So that's uh, great to see uh, such devotion to music from <laughs> yeah. Nathan Lyon. Very funny comment from Nathan Lyon. Mm. As, uh, of course, people were clamouring for him to be captain. Yes, yeah. Uh, a lot, lot of people were out there talking, saying, oh, yeah, go on, Nathan. Yeah. Get, get, uh, throw your hat into the ring. He said, no, nah, I'm going to throw my hat on the ground and busk uh, going forward. And, and of course, uh, we've just had the, the Get Back documentary uh, being released. And uh, that just shows the Beatles in the final stages of their career. And they, they could learn a thing or two from Nathan Lyon's devotion to music. Isn't is Lyon in the final stages of his career? Oh, I don't think so. I think he's got at least a decade left. <laughs> at least another five or six albums left. Yeah. Well, Nathan was a member of the Beatles at some was point. He? <laughs> Wasn't he? No, sorry, I've misremembered that. He was um, a groundsman at the Adelaide Oval. I always get him mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, now, England. Moving on to England. Yeah, We've got on, a Muller nomination for them. We've got a couple for England. So uh, this this first one's a little bit visual, but uh, I, I'll let you describe <laughs> this one. This is uh, the, the poor, unfortunate, uh, just a sub-crew of the England players who decided they'd play golf in incredibly bad shorts and <laughs> polo shirts and kind of runners and, and loafers and socks and, and they all just look absolutely terrible. They look like, you know, o- over middle-aged men just <laughs> standing around and then you realise, no, no, they're actually cricketers. <laughs> it, it was insane. And I my be- favourite thing about this is wondering who got the, the long straw and managed to take the photo. Oh, don't mm. worry, lads, I don't need to be in this one. Yep. Yeah, boy, it was, oh boy. A, it was not, not a good look for the for the England cricketers. No. Oh, and tuck, tuck your shirts in, guys, you'll look better. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the theory was that uh, Jimmy Anderson was the one taking the photo, oh, right? He's a okay. benefit of experience, a bit yes. of wisdom. He's done plenty of Ashes tours. He yep. knows how to uh, get out of the terrible photos. And the polo, the polo shirts they were wearing had inbuilt beer guts. <laughs> <laughs> they were just terrible. Absolutely awful. Yeah. What else has England been doing then? Uh, they also had a pre-Ashes warm-up game in Queensland. Uh, and Queensland unusually had some uh, very English conditions uh, for England. They, in, in fact, there were only 29 overs of play in the, in the three-day <laughs> game. Did it snow? It did quite snow, but uh, rained an awful lot. Mm. So, uh, so uh, no one got warmed up. I mean, <laughs> fantastic. No. This is the way to warm up England for yep. the Ashes. Yep. Don't let them play anything and, uh, and make sure they remain cold. Mm, and not a single England bowler took a wicket in those 29 overs, so uh, <laughs> that's a little bit grim for them. Uh-oh. Well, that's fantastic. And so we also have Mark Wood mm. nominated. Uh, he's he's not fond of the baggy green. Yeah, the, the, this one's a bit of a beat-up, but it's still pretty funny. Yeah. He, uh, he said, to, to come up against this baggy green they keep talking about, we'll have our baggy blues on, so I'd love to stick one up them. <laughs> and uh, it was a little bit taken out of context, but I, I, I do like the idea of the Ashes just descending into a contest over who has the baggiest head wear. Oh, yes. Like, I, think, uh, I, I think that's uh, what we want to see at the end is just like hats like dripping off their heads, uh, probably yep. down to their knees. And Massive artist berets. Yep. Do, does he realise that the baggy blues the ECB have come up with are actually baggy bloomers? Baggy bloomers, are they? Yep. Oh, that's, a, that's even more terrifying. That's right. So uh, but pro- probably careful. goes with their polo shirts whenever they're yeah. playing golf. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got here? We've got uh, Jake Weatherald. Mm. Uh, he gets a nomination. He, uh, he managed to kick Usman Khawaja's helmet. So I'm not really sure what was going on. This was, this was in a game between uh, South Australia and Queensland in the Sheffield Shield. And uh, and 
Usman Khawaja was moving his helmet and putting it on the batting marks. And so Jake Weatherall decided he was just going to kick it away. So And it was a really good kick. It, really? Like, he, he kicked it all the way to like but point, you'd be I think. breaking your toe. I know, kicking your helmet. I know. So it's a brave work from Jake Weatherall. So uh, that's another nomination that we have here. And yeah. I think we've got one more from the current uh, India-New Zealand match. Yes, fantastic. Uh, Ashwin, as he's bowling, has been running across in front of the non-striker uh, after bowling his delivery. Seemingly, uh, seemingly deliberate or maybe accidental and yeah uh, it's, a, it's a new angle he's come up with, like quite yeah, quite literally, literally a new a new angle that he's come up with in, in order to annoy people which is yes. which is great work from Ravi Ashman who is one of the great uh cricket trolls out there yep. playing the game so he, he runs across so the non-striker now has to move further and further away and I think this is like an indoor cricket tactic where <laughs> yep. if you're fielding in close you always uh stand in front of the the, the non-striker and try Definitely. and slow them down from getting to the other end it's fantastic good work yep. Ashwin so the, yeah the umpires tried to talk him out of doing this but i i hope hope he gets to continue doing Mm. it it's very annoying and wonderful it's probably in the laws of cricket that he's allowed to yeah i think so i think there's a law there that says whatever ashwin wants to do (laughs) he's allowed to do Uh, providing it's sufficiently annoying for the opposition yep so who gets the muller award this week i think i need to give it to ashwin yeah fair (laughs) enough ashwin congratulations you have the muller award and i think that will do it for this week Mm. so uh you've been listening to dan lipke i'm at leave cricket on twitter and you've also been listening to kat jones and she is at Cricket Batcat on and, Twitter. And uh, you can find us at Can't Bowl Throw on Twitter. And you can also find us on Facebook. And uh, we will see you all next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.